Every year, 30,000 youth age out of foster care without any family to call home. This is Just a Special, a place for anyone to learn more about foster care, especially from diverse perspectives. I'm Natasha. And I'm Rachel. We've been working on this for a while now, so we're really excited to finally share it with you all. But beyond that, we're also recording in the midst of COVID. Yes, and we're actually also in two different states. So I'm in my closet in Colorado, and Rachel, you're in your closet in Arizona, right? Yes, I am. It's really hot over here. But I know that you just became a foster parent. How is that going? So I just became a foster mom to a teen girl, and it's been really crazy but honestly also really amazing. And it's just also really made me realize that I still have so many questions about all of this. So beyond being a foster parent, what made you really want to do a podcast on foster care? That's a great question, Rachel. So as I was going through the foster parenting training, I really wanted to learn as much as possible. And one way I tried to do that was through podcasts. But every podcast out there that I could find, I felt like didn't really resonate with me, especially as a woman of color. When you first told me that you wanted to do a podcast on foster care, it really resonated with me being a person who has a passion for foster care. I am a mentor to a girl in a group home, as well as being a volunteer at a women's prison. And that really provides a unique perspective of getting to know a lot of the women there who have children in foster care. Um, And it's really taught me how it goes against the common stigma that the biological parent is oftentimes seen as a monster. So like you're talking about with the biological parents in prison, I don't think we're hearing enough from them. I also don't think we're hearing enough from foster kids themselves, from former foster kids, or from non-traditional foster families, including LGBTQ foster families, biracial foster families, single parent foster families. I think there's so many stories out there around foster care that are just begging to be told. And at this point, we should probably say that we're sisters. Oh yes, how could we forget? (laughs) Right, and our mom is actually an immigrant grant from Iran. So growing up at a very young age, I really feel like she instilled in us knowledge that there is a ton of perspectives when it comes to any topic or issue or idea. And you know, beyond those stories, we also really want to make this a platform to let you guys know how you can get involved because you truly don't have to just be a foster parent to be involved in the foster care system. That's right. There's many different ways to get involved and foster care really is a journey. Our hope is that we'll be able to help you along your foster care journey as we figure out our way as well. I think now is also a really great time to tell people the inspiration behind our podcast title, Just as Special. Rachel, do you want to tell that story? Yeah, so it kind of really goes back to the time where I was a nanny to five children. Three of them were adopted and two of them were biological. And those three children that were adopted, they were adopted from different countries. Every time that they adopted a child, they would go to that particular kid's country and they would document the entire process and take pictures of anything that really resonated or meant something to that kid during the first few years of their life. So they would take pictures of the crib, the child's caretaker, the crib mate if they had one. Once they took all those pictures and they came back, they put them all into a book. When I was looking through these books, one of the biological kids came up to me and he said, you know, Rachel, I don't have a book. And I said, oh, really? Well, why is that? And he said, well, because I came from mommy's tummy, but these kids came from somewhere just as special. 
And when you said from someplace just as special and you told me that story, we were actually out to dinner with a brother and a friend and we locked eyes across the table and we actually both had tears in our eyes, which I think really shocked both of us. I know it shocked me. You know, we aren't the type to really cry about sappy things or to cry in public. And I think what stuck with me so much and made me emotional, the mom and dad really honored the story of their adoptive kids and where they came from. And I think that's what we want to do on this podcast is really set a foundation for honoring all sorts of stories and all sorts of perspectives. To that end, what do you think about giving our listeners a preview of the first episode? Absolutely, Natasha. Let's get into it. So I want to introduce you to Maddie Baker. She lives in Durango, Colorado, and she has a master's in social work, as well as a long history of supporting foster parents, as she also has personal experience in the system. At the age of 11, Maddie went into foster care. And at 18, Maddie was informally adopted by her foster mom. I asked Maddie how her adoptive mom would describe her. We talked about this. Um, and she says that she would describe me as tenacious and determined. And what was the other word? Oh, and lovable. Maddie and I talked about something that sneaks its way into almost every foster home or volunteer situation. And it's always destructive. Any guesses as to what that could be? The first thing that comes to mind would have to be the assumption that the foster parent or even the volunteer has assumptions on what the kid has gone through. And also the expectation that we might have that we can all heal that kid's trauma and believing that we can fix that child. Am I far off? So there's actually a term for that, and it's called the savior complex. And it's the reason some kids bounce around from home to home. Maddie spent time in 28 homes as she was growing up. You know, that's just almost unbelievable to even imagine. It is. And she describes it as the perfect storm. Every home I went into, there was this expectation on my behavior to change, to adapt to a certain kind of thing without regard at all to like what was happening to me emotionally. And the fact that developmentally, I can't really change my behavior. You know, like I don't have like my prefrontal cortex developed. I don't have great decision-making skills. I'm 13. I'm not, you know, and I'm traumatized. I have this, you know, like just this perfect storm of chaos happening. And now you're expected to just chill and be calm. And, you know, why can't you take in this love that we're offering? And it really sounds like Maddie was really struggling with trying to fit into so many different expectations and her reality changed consistently. I think that you can have great intentions as a mentor or a foster parent, but you really have to meet the child with where they're at and really see, okay, well, what do they need in this particular moment? I like how you circled that back, Rachel, to expectations again, as that really does tie into the savior complex. And that's something Maddie and I dived into as well, talking about the breathing room that you need when you bring any sort of life into your home. If you're bringing new life into your home, (laughs) you have to sort of like open yourself up to what that new life is and what does it need and what's going to nurture and grow this individual instead of like forcing them to fit into the box. You like figure out how to adjust the family, you know, whether you're bringing a pet in, a person, anybody. I really love that Maddie brought up pets. And what she was saying in terms of openness and flexibility. I think a lot of the times, sometimes we can be more flexible around a pet than we can a foster kid. You know, I think a lot of times we have less expectations for a new puppy and we might even give them more room to make mistakes. 
uh, or learn than even a foster kid. I feel like that was a great analogy for her to talk about the puppy because I really think that it gives us all a very clear vision of what it looks like when you don't have expectations around a child. Yeah, that's a really great point. And in our first episode, we're going to really dig deep into the savior complex with Maddie so we can discover how we can check ourselves and make sure we don't fall into that dangerous trap. And Maddie also shares how a microwave accident mixed with a strong case of savior complex ends up haunting her throughout her stay in foster care. You know, it was a microwave (laughs) and yet it was not just a microwave. And this like misinterpretation of my behavior was just so painful, like incredibly painful misunderstanding that shaped a lot of my existence. Well, before we end, let's get a taste of what's to come. We promise diverse perspectives and we're going to deliver. We'll talk to youth psychologists to further understand the root of behaviors in foster kids. A vivid sort of metaphor about family systems theory is that everyone is kind of sharing the same emotional skin. We'll also speak with people who've lived through addiction and other challenges faced by families who find themselves in the system. I used to joke and say I was living a bad lifetime movie. You know, I've been through divorce. I've been through abuse. um, I've been through my mom having cancer, my dad dying at a young age. um, So a lot of things in my life. And I, I can say addiction is the worst thing I've ever lived through. And I don't wish it on my worst enemy. We will also be hearing from biracial foster families and other non-traditional foster families. Initially, I was afraid to have a foster team in my home. And the reason was, it was just because you kind of hear a lot of horror stories about teens. But after our first few cases, it really eased my fears. And we'll also be speaking to foster youth, including my foster teen. I looked like a moody teenager, you know, showing up all angry. I mean, I thought you were a lot younger than you are, and I thought you were inexperienced, and that you guys couldn't handle me or do what I needed. Thank you so much for joining us today. That's a wrap. Make sure to visit justasspecial.com to hear more and follow our journey. Huge thanks to House of Pod and AMS for their support of this podcast. Thank you to our guests in order of their appearance. Maddie Baker, Carrie Johnson, Diana, Ben, Mooney. Some names have been shortened or changed to protect their privacy. 